1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
2: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
3: Tonight, a year after the murder of George Floyd, his family meets with President Biden at the White House as police reform stalls in Congress. Ceremonies nationwide as America remembers George Floyd, marking a year of protest, pain, and hope. What's changed about policing in this country and what hasn't? Plus, the moment captured on camera when shots rang out today in George Floyd Square. Face to face with Putin. The date is set for the first meeting between President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin. What's on the agenda? Vaccinating America. The milestone tonight as the country prepares for Memorial Day weekend. If you are
1: vaccinated, you are protected and you can enjoy your Memorial Day. If you are not vaccinated, our guidance has not changed for you.
3: Congresswoman condemned. Republican leaders call out Marjorie Taylor Greene for comparing masks and vaccines with Jewish suffering during the Holocaust, the rare rebuke. Wild weather, tornadoes in Kansas, the storm threat for millions tonight. Murder charges. Remember the case of two missing kids in Idaho found buried in their stepdad's backyard? The breaking new indictments. Peace mission. The Secretary of State tries to preserve a fragile ceasefire, even as Israel issues a blunt warning to Hamas. And the Game Changer, a mysterious donor changing lives for student athletes.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
3: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with a nationwide call to action as Americans remember the deaths of George Floyd. It has been a year since Floyd's cries of "I can't breathe" sparked the largest social justice movement in U.S. history. And tonight, his family is here in Washington, where they'll spend where they spent the day on Capitol Hill and met with President Biden for more than an hour. The president had hoped to mark the day by signing police reform legislation bearing Floyd's name. Instead. It remains stuck in Congress at the same time in Minneapolis and in cities across the U.S., Americans continue gathering tonight, reflecting on a year of change and challenge of protests and pain as the country confronts its complicated history with race, justice and policing. And nowhere was that more evident today than at the site where the 46-year-old died, as quiet remembrances were briefly interrupted by gunfire. CBS's Weijia Jang is at the White House with more on where police reform legislation stands. But first, CBS's Jeff Pegues is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Minneapolis. Good evening, Jeff.
4: Nora, behind me, one of dozens of murals now across this city dedicated to George Floyd. His death here in police custody profoundly changed this community. And today, Minneapolis paused to remember the man that friends and family call a gentle giant. In Minneapolis today, a moment of silence. Mama! For about nine minutes last May 25th, former police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted of murder... Pressed his knee into George Floyd's neck, I can't breathe. killing the 46-year-old. I can't breathe. This disturbing video resonated with people across the city, I can't the country, and the world. To march for change? We're gonna continue to fight this- today. Speakers at rallies encourage supporters to keep up the fight. In the last year, 17 states and the District of Columbia have banned or restricted chokeholds. More than 20 metro police departments saw decreases in their share of the city budget. Amid the debate about police reform, crime in Minneapolis is rising. Today, just feet away from the square dedicated to George Floyd, about 30 gunshots rang out. This bill of comprehensive police reform... Uh, to the barrage be- of gunfire was captured on camera during a reporter's live show. The shooting was apparently unrelated to the Floyd events. Police say one person was injured. A year ago, Corboy KB Bala was preparing to open his dream restaurant in Minneapolis. This is where your restaurant used to be. Right there. But in the hours after George Floyd's death, looters smashed windows and vandalized the place. One of 1,500 businesses targeted. Thieves tried to steal his safe right in front of him. Adding insult to injury the very next day, An arsonist burned the building to the ground. Bala, who was a firefighter, stood helpless and defeated. That was your dream.
5: Oh, definitely.
4: At your lowest points, Mm -hmm. did you think you were ruined? Yes. He started a GoFundMe account, and within a matter of days, 34,000 donors contributed more than $1 million. And now his dream has come to reality again. With a new restaurant, thanks to the generosity of complete strangers. It's almost as if they were investing in you. Oh, yeah. And investing in your dream.
5: Mm
4: Mm-hmm. 100%. How do you pay that back? Just pay it forward. You know, what can I do as a person, you know, to impact another person's life? And he says that he has launched a nonprofit to help others in the community realize their dreams. Nora, tonight at the Floyd Memorial, there will be a vigil and a concert in his memory. Nora.
3: Jeff Pegues, thank you. George Floyd's family, including his young daughter, spent their day in meetings here in Washington, first with the president, then members of Congress. They say they had one goal in mind, reforming the police. Here's CBS's Ouija Jang.
6: Outside the White House, George Floyd's seven-year-old daughter, Gianna, led a call to honor her dad. Say his name. George, George Floyd. President Biden met with members of Floyd's family for over an hour. The Floyd
7: family is meeting went incredibly well. Sometime after Memorial Day, we'll have an agreement uh, on, uh, the, on the George Floyd legislation.
6: And so I'm optimistic. They said he was also frustrated that lawmakers have not yet passed a police reform bill.
0: He wants to make sure that it's the right bill and not a rush bill. Um, He also said that um, he said that deadline, um, he's not happy about it not being met.
6: Last month, during his address to a joint session of Congress, the president set today as an aspirational deadline. Let's
7: get it done next month by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death.
6: Even though that did not happen, lawmakers leading the effort said they have made meaningful progress on a measure that would ban police chokeholds and create a national database for police use of force, among other things. But one major sticking point is qualified immunity, which protects officers from lawsuits. Congresswoman Karen Bass, a top negotiator, said she wants the final bill to address it.
4: We want the killings. We want the brutality to end. And so the only way that happens is through accountability.
3: And Ouija joins us now from the White House. So, Weijia, in addition to that meeting with the Floyd family, the White House also today announcing a date for a summit between President Biden and Vladimir Putin. What do we know about that meeting?
6: that's right, Nora. President Biden is set to meet face-to-face with Vladimir Putin for the first time since becoming president on June 16th in Geneva, Switzerland, right after he meets with other world leaders at the G7 and NATO summits. Their agenda will be packed, including everything from Russia's aggression in Ukraine to its nuclear capability to cybersecurity. Nora.
3: A lot on the agenda, agenda, I should say, Weeja Jiang. Thank you, well, tonight, the U.S. has hit a major milestone in the fight against COVID. Half of the country's adults are now fully vaccinated against the White House. And now a possible second vaccine for adolescents could add millions more to the ranks of the vaccinated. Here's CBS's Molalengi.
0: Tonight, Moderna says its vaccine is 100% effective in children ages 12 to 17, with no significant safety concerns. We have not only a single company, Pfizer, But it looks very much like we'll have the source of another similar vaccine, an MRNA for Moderna. Moderna will request FDA authorization in early June. Having both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines available for kids could boost the chances of fully reopening classrooms for in-person learning this fall. But a lot will depend on whether young people will get the shot.
7: I'd like to think now that we have vaccines that are available for all those
0: uh, over 12, that parents will do everything they can to make sure their children are vaccinated. So far, just under 20% of 12 to 17-year-olds and just under 40% of 18 to 24-year-olds have received at least one dose.
7: It's slower than you want. Children can still suffer this disease, and I think parents tend to see children as relatively invulnerable here, and that's not true.
0: Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci told a House committee any vaccine for children under 12 will not be available in time for the new school year. The age de-escalation studies that we're doing to get to an 8-year-old would likely not be available towards the end of this calendar year. Meanwhile, the head of the CDC reminded Americans they are not protected unless they're vaccinated.
1: If you are not vaccinated, our guidance has not changed for you. You remain at risk of infection. You still need to mask and take other precautions.
0: The CDC has stopped investigating breakthrough infections, those rare instances when a vaccinated person gets COVID, unless that person is hospitalized or unfortunately dies. Now, critics say the agency is missing out on an important opportunity to gather even more COVID research. But the CDC insists this allows them to focus on the most serious cases, Nora. All
3: right, Mola thank you. And there's some breaking news tonight in the investigation of former President Trump's business. Tonight, The Washington Post is reporting the Manhattan district attorney has convened a grand jury that could decide whether to indict Mr. Trump or executives at his company. Sources say the investigation centers on whether the Trump organization manipulated its real estate portfolio to defraud banks or obtain illegal tax benefits. All right, tonight, in a rare rebuke, Republican leaders are condemning one of their own, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's under fire for her latest comments comparing masks and vaccines to the suffering of Jews in the Holocaust. We get more now from CBS's Nicole Killian.
5: Conservative firebrand Marjorie Taylor Greene caused an uproar by outrageously comparing COVID safety rules to the Holocaust. This morning, Greene tweeted, quote, vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. The Georgia congresswoman doubled down after these comments last week about mask mandates in the House that she violated. You know,
6: we can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. It's so beyond
5: reprehensible. Congressional condemnation came not just from the speaker, but GOP leaders across the board.
7: This is one of the frequent outbursts that are absolutely outrageous.
5: House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy stated, Marjorie is wrong. Green was stripped of her committee assignments this year for past incendiary comments and pushing conspiracy theories. McCarthy under pressure again to give her more than a slap on the wrist. What we can
7: do as a party is take a stand and say, you don't belong in our conference. But, Nora,
5: despite those statements of condemnation from top members of her own party tonight, there are no calls from Republican leadership for Green to be censured or expelled.
3: All right, Nicole Killian, thank you. Tonight, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is promising to sign into law a measure that will allow adults to carry concealed handguns without any permit. The bill passed despite opposition from law enforcement groups. When it takes effect in September, Texas will join about 20 other states in allowing concealed carry without permits. We've got some breaking news out of Idaho in a story we've been following closely. A grand jury just indicted a mom and her husband on murder charges for the deaths of her two children who were found buried in the stepdad's backyard. We get more now from CBS's Jamie Yukis.
4: Children praying for you guys. Chad
8: and Lori Daybell have been charged with first-degree murder for the deaths of 16-year-old Tylee Ryan and 7-year-old Joshua J.J. Vallow. They were also indicted on conspiracy in the death of Tammy Daybell.
6: There is probable cause to believe the Daybells willfully and knowingly conspired to commit several crimes that led to the death of three innocent people.
8: Tammy Daybell was Chad's first wife, and Tylee and J.J. were Lori Daybell's children. Tylee and J.J. were reported missing by J.J. Vallow's grandparents in the fall of 2019. A judge ordered Chad and Lori to produce the children, but they never cooperated. Lori was arrested in Hawaii while on her honeymoon with Chad Daybell. J.J. and Tylie's remains were found buried in Daybell's Idaho backyard in June of 2020. Tammy Daybell, Chad's former wife, had been found dead in her home around the same time the children went missing. The new murder charges were announced today on what would have been J.J.'s ninth birthday. Jamie Ukas, CBS News, Los Angeles.
3: And turning overseas now, Secretary of State Antony Blinken met today with Israeli and Palestinian leaders, hoping to solidify the peace after the deadliest fighting in years left Gaza in ruins. CBS's Holly Williams is there. The US wants to make the ceasefire stick.
0: Palestinians and Israelis equally deserve to live safely and securely to enjoy uh, equal measures of freedom, opportunity, and democracy, to be treated with uh, dignity.
9: But very few here have high expectations. And today, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu showed why.
4: If Hamas breaks the calm and attacks Israel, our response will be very powerful.
9: Secretary Blinken did not meet with Hamas, who fired rockets indiscriminately at Israeli towns and cities, because the US regards them as a terrorist group. But after meeting with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, he announced nearly $40 million in additional aid to the Palestinians. It can't come soon enough for the poverty-stricken Gaza Strip, which was pummeled with Israeli airstrikes. The conflict has left most people here with just a few hours of electricity a day. A matter of life and death for Sameh Abu Wafa and his father Fauzi, who has lung disease and relies on this apparatus to breathe.
7: Without electricity, we are afraid that one day or one night that we lose him.
9: In a sign the U.S. is rebalancing its relationships here, Secretary Blinken announced today the U.S. will reopen its consulate in Jerusalem. That will restore ties with Palestinians that were downgraded by the Trump administration.
3: Nora? Holly Williams, thank you.
1: Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
3: In Selden, Kansas tonight, folks are cleaning up after a tornado slammed the town Monday night. Dozens of homes and businesses were damaged. There were no serious injuries. Millions are under threat tonight in Texas and Wisconsin for dangerous wind and hail. Tomorrow, we'll see record heat from Ohio to New England. All right. Tonight, a Texas woman has reportedly lost her job at a law firm after she was caught on camera inside the spider monkey enclosure in the El Paso Zoo. She stood near the monkeys and fed them Cheetos before climbing out. The zoo's director called her behavior stupid and lucky because no one was hurt. Here's a game plan for success. Crack the books and tackle the high cost of college with the help of a mysterious donor. CBS's Mark Strassman reports.
7: New graduates at Centennial High include Jordan Barbas and Evan Walker. Football players and scholar athletes with a jackpot for college to prove it.
5: I was like, it's real?
7: <laughs> Would you have been an A student without it? Come on. No. Money talks. Money talks. Money can really change the way you feel like. A scholarship to motivate the school's black football players in class, created three years ago by an anonymous donor. His goal was a million dollars in year one. Million dollars. And and that was, he he said, if the kids earn it, he wants to give it. It's a game changer. It's it's a life changer. You can be the worst player on the team, but if you're a stud off the field in the classroom, every semester of high school with a straight A average is worth $25,000. Ask these Centennial alums now in college. How
0: much you get? $200,000. 150000 200000
7: Players get reminders to hit the books hard from coaches and parents. So were they riding you? Oh, you got to get yeah. the scholarship. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Evan had three straight-A semesters. That's $75,000. Jordan had two. $50,000. And a mystery man signing the checks. It's about the kids earning it and the kids taking advantage and not him giving the money. You know, celebrate them. They can afford to. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Roswell, Georgia.
3: Tomorrow, we'll meet a woman who found the secret to longevity. She's 95 and isn't slowing down. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.
9: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place